0: Welcome to Michael Perry's Voicemail, episode number 45. Out the window of the little room above the garage, I can see apple blossoms, and we got a big chunk of the garden in this weekend. But man, the weather is cool and real dry, so I don't know if anything's sprouting, and I hope the bees can warm up enough to hit those blossoms. We do have some honeybee hives on the way. The fellas, fellow's going to bring out a pallet of four of them, set them up out here. The Roughneck Rewind today is from the book Roughneck Grace, and it's a story about a dead cow. I will explain why I chose this story when we get to the Roughneck Reflection. Well, my brother John went and ruined one of my favorite stories. The tale as I've been telling it begins with a riff on the idea that among certain social groups, in my case, blue-collar, working-class farmer-slash-logger types, nothing is more entertaining than another person's pain. For example, if your buddy gets hit in the head with a monkey wrench, once you've established that he's still breathing and likely be able to walk again, well, then nothing's funnier than your buddy getting hit in the head with a monkey wrench. This leads me, then, to introduce Jerry, the quiet farmer who taught my city-bred father to farm and for whom my brothers and I often worked. Jerry was a gentleman, kind and not given to guffawing unless you hit your head on the silo pipe or purpled your thumbnail with a shingle hammer, at which point he dissolved into helpless giggles. Turnabout being fair play, I have therefore enjoyed telling the story of when Jerry's best milk cow took ill. He had the vet out several times, but the cow continued to decline. Soon she could no longer stand. Then came the day Jerry realized that the cow was not going to recover and was furthermore in physical pain. With heavy heart, He called my younger brother, Jed. Can you come over with your deer rifle, Jerry asked, and put this poor cow out of her misery. Brother Brother Jed did just that. Now the two men were faced with removing the corpse from the barn. Jed backed a tractor up to the door and ran a cable from the hitch, looped it around one hind leg of the cow, then slowly drew the cow from its stall as Jerry stood silently by failing to notice that the free rear leg had become hung up on the stanchion and was being drawn back and cocked like the arm of a catapult. Jerry had one bad knee, and when the cow's hoof cleared the stanchion, it whipped around and smashed Jerry right in his trick knee. As he hopped around clutching his patella, Jed stopped the tractor. You going to be all right? he asked Jerry. I think so, said Jerry weakly, at which point Jed said, because I got one more shell. Boy, that line really gets the laughs. Then I made the mistake of telling it at a family gathering the other night. My brother John was there. He let me finish, then went right down the list. The cow wasn't sick and being treated by a vet. It had broken its front leg. It wasn't Jed who shot the cow. It was John. Jerry didn't get smacked in the knee, but rather the ankle. And it wasn't Jed or John who uttered the punchline, it was Jerry who in fact asked, You got one more, Shell? This was a grievous disappointment, and baffling. I can't recall hearing the story any other way than I'd told it. While I will now and then avail myself of what some call rhetorical declamations, which in short means a storyteller, including Betty down there at the beauty shop, is allowed to rev things up for the sake of humor, the greater... Power comes from truth and specificity. I suspect what happened here was the chronological equivalent of the game of telephone. I heard the story once, cogitated it for years, then began retelling it based on my own faulty recall. And gosh, I had it fine tuned. Now what? The fact remains a guy got kicked by a dead cow. If I can't fashion a funny story from that, I should surrender my talking stick. And so I shall apply myself in that direction. I will polish and perfect it. I will take it to the masses. I will never tell it within earshot of Brother John." I got to thinking about that little piece, and that's from Roughneck Grace because I got an email from someone about the book Population 485, and they asked me a question I get a lot, how much of that book is true? And just as with this cow story, I have no interest in, in really nothing to gain from changing facts. Or I mean, I'm not in that business. I'm trying my best uh, to, to make sure I get things right. In Population 485, I had over, I think it was over 140. I, I used to be able to trot the number right out when I was on book tour. But certainly at least 140-some footnotes that I went back and checked, dates and names, and even I changed names in that book to give people a little bit of cover, but um, dates and when people died and who owned what and little things that the average reader, A, wouldn't care about, and B, it wouldn't even matter if I got them wrong. They weren't deceptive. But I care about that. Uh, I, I care about trying to get things right. And then if there is humor to be found, like I said, sometimes you rev stuff up for fun, but you... It's usually pretty obvious when you're, when you're doing that. But it's interesting that even in the case of this cow story, I, I say, we, even the stories we agree happened, we remember with different details. And that's why I've always said to him, very uncomfortable when people will overdo what I did with that book, Population 45, and say, oh, you're the spokesperson for that town. Or, no, far from it, absolutely not. The line I always used was, I told one of 485 stories. I told it from my perspective anyways the bottom line is the dead cow story it's it's a good one matter of fact I realize that I've mentioned that story twice there's a piece called gosled in my book from the top which is also about my brother John and how I'm about the third or fourth funniest person in my family by the way and maybe the sixth or eighth best storyteller But uh, in Gossald, I I tell a story about my my brother, John, and I invoke the dead cow once again. Anyways, so much of this world is being shaped by deception. I have no no interest in that, and uh, I actually enjoy rediscovering that story through the eyes of my brother. But whatever, we do have to tell each other our stories so that we can discover where they do overlap. So... I think I've gone on long enough, and so what I'll do is I'll say what they say where I'm from. They don't say goodbye. They say, well, I suppose, forward.